Hi, I'm Lisa Lloyd, and I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Beyond the Water Cooler. As a psychologist, psychotherapist, and business owner of It's Time for Change, I meet so many talented individuals who are aligned with my mantra, get people right, get business right. I'm going to be talking to some of these super interesting people who have stories, insights, and strategies to share about what it takes to be a great company with inspiring leadership, awesome culture, and a wow workforce. So let's dive in. I'm really excited about this first of my inaugural podcast episode, and um, who better be joining me than you, Dave? Oh, thank you for having actually, me. This, awesome. is your, this is your fault for having this, actually. This kind of. About. Kind of. Yeah. I think we planted some seeds long ago, didn't we? And mm. then you've run with it mm. and gone with it, and thank goodness for that. It's mm. awesome. So your part in my journey has been quite significant in terms of. Uh, your well, your coaching um, support, but you're far more than I say just a coach. So yeah. I, was, I was talking about yesterday in the sense of um, you know your practical and it's all that sort of sitting down and saying right, what are we doing and how do yeah. we go about it rather than just having me come up with all the answers because I don't think I had the answers. <laughs> I, it was one of those things yeah. that I was having no business background. What am I actually doing? So to, mm. to actually start by maybe explaining a bit about how what your role is in terms of how you've helped me. Yeah. Okay. So I think, I think first you need to, you know, got to honour you for doing the work because coaching is really a um, a tool, not a title. And I think often that can get really confused in people of, oh no, not another coach. You know, actually whether um, coaching or consulting or advising, you know, often we'll just have a call for fifteen minutes, and that's mm. the time we just need just mm. to help get over something. And I think. I think the time with you has just been more about pointing you in the right direction. So it's important to one of you for going off and doing all the work because mm. most people don't. Most people can read a book to whatever their information that they acquire and then they don't go and take action. Mm. And that's kind of what it's mm. all about. Like, we have action, haven't we, to, yeah, to do yeah. anything. So, But what's been really interesting and so fun to watch is your journey from those, those first, that first time I ever turned up right here as we are now and had a cup of tea with you. And we just talked and talked and talked. Yeah. Um, and to where you are now, it's mm. just an astonishing journey. The amount of people you help is just marvellous. I, I remember my first words to you, uh, which I still show people, this fact that I didn't think you were going to take me seriously. So meeting you at an event and someone saying, you know, this guy's amazing, he's going to um, help you sort of transform and work out what you want to do and how you want to do it. And be saying to you, but I only want to work part time, yeah. and I don't want to work evenings and weekends. You know, my family's most important, and um, I kind of I like doing this and don't really like doing that. And and I came this really long list of I spurted out all this stuff, and, <laughs> yeah, and I was I expecting you to go, nah, she's not serious enough. And uh, you were like absolutely spot on. Um, and I and I think that's also what's helped me shape where I am today and mm. my kind of core values about where I'm today because um, I've been able to kind of keep those central to my practice without, yeah. I think a lot of people when they're starting out will have these kind of core values and then they get pushed to the side when they mm. enter the whole, this is how we should do business. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important because I think business can be done on our terms. Yeah. And I, def- I do not believe in that we have to sacrifice all to no. be successful based on how are we measuring success, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. Most people, we instantly go to wealth, and that's a part of it. I've always believed money is in there. Of course it is. But to me, and as you well know, it's not the be-all and end-all. Mm. Wealth is measured in so many other ways. Um, and, you know, if you talk to any billionaire about wealth, they talk about their time because they know that's one thing they'll never, ever get back. Yes. So that's how they value their time. And I think that's important for us mm. as we're building anything, that there's some grounding in our time that's sacred for families, for mm. friends, for time for ourselves, mm. for reading, for things, whatever that is. Which is why when you went through the list, I went, let's do it. This, yeah. this sounds great. Like, this is perfect. Yeah. Some people I've worked with, it's actually been harder to rein them in. So one of the first things I do, they're running at 1,000 miles an hour. And one of the first things I try and do with them is, hey, slow down. Mm. It's too much. Mm. You're going you know, to hurt yourself. Uh, you know, and it, interestingly, when you, um, I was talking to someone about this the other day, this slowing down to speed up. 
Yes. You know, and if you, I've done very, very amateurish little bits of motor racing in my time for all these people that are just so amateur, it's frightening, <laughs> but I loved it. And, um, but every instructor I've ever had for a little bit of motor racing was slow down to speed up, slow down to go smooth, to go fast. And if you apply that similar principle in business, it, it's got a point, actually, yeah. exactly as you've done. Yeah. And I think I was talking about that yesterday, um, recording another episode for this about people need more awareness about what's going on in their brain in terms of we push, 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 and we have these really high expectations and we should be running at 90 miles an hour to achieve all these amazing things. Yeah. And actually, when we just slow everything down um, and we look after ourselves in the middle of it. So, you know, it's about creating the space and creating the time to think, actually, what have I achieved right now? Am I, am I happy with the direction I'm going in? I remember one of the very first things you and I worked on was actually about just pulling in the different directions I was going in. Mm. And I think, you know, almost this, it's bucking the trend of how having a business plan and having, and I've always been quite anti that sense of mapping out what I'm going to be doing yeah, over yeah. the next six months, a year, because I don't know what opportunities are coming up. And at one point I had too many opportunities and I was going off in all directions, which is why yeah. you helped me um, narrow that down a bit. But yeah. I don't know what I'm going to be doing next month or in six months' time. And I have a little sow- seed sown, yeah. like this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when it happens, it happens. But there's no kind of, I've got to do it by that yeah. date. But that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I get when big corporations have to have big business. I, I, actually, yeah. I'm not yeah, yeah. saying that. But because often one of my spiky points of view is I don't like goal setting. Mm. And I can hear people shuddering as I yeah. say it. But I don't. I don't goal set. I don't yeah. like goal setting. I set myself reminders. Mm. But what I like is what, the, what we've worked on is we kind of set our compass. Yes. You know, yeah. in between what's exciting and new mm. and what's a little bit scary mm. and you mm. set your compass somewhere in the middle and do you know what sometimes in life go yeah it's meant to be an adventure I yes think it should be an adventure that's yeah. the definition of adventure yes yeah. yeah you're not quite sure what's coming down the the, 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 the track at mm. you and i think if you can just find that way of setting your compass in a direction and mm. just let's go let's see what happens mm. and it i for me and i think for you it's found it keeps options open. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to zig and you want to zag and sometimes you don't want to do anything at all. And either way is great, right? Who who cares in a yeah. way? Like, it doesn't matter. Do you? And I love that. And I think what you've done brilliantly is embrace that mm. and not go so, got too het up and caught up in goals for yeah. the sake of yeah, the goals. Yeah. For sake, yeah. And I think I definitely thrive best when it's, um, you've almost got that blank canvas of, just see what happens. Yeah. I remember um, my last time of being employed uh, on a specialist team that was just being set up and we had a, I was given a blank canvas. I was like, you know, your aim is to uh, improve outcomes mm. for uh, these particular um, groups of uh, people. Um, how you do that is up to you. Mm. And it was just so liberating, so exciting. You know, you could really experiment and undertake all these different ways of working mm. and obviously you're you know everything my psychology background means that I'm yeah. always you know experimenting based on what I know works and it's all yeah. the research and it's and you test stuff out and you mm. make sure it's making a difference but actually having a free reign to do whatever mm. you think is going to be important is um means you can you really make an impact you can see where the gaps are yeah and then you can go in and you can kind of fill those gaps rather yeah, than yeah. Um, and having a kind of prescriptive, this is what you should be doing, which Absolutely. is what my job had always been prior to that. Yeah. You know, you can only do this in your role as a psychologist, but uh, and you couldn't do the stuff over here that I really needed doing. Yeah. Whereas now you can, you know, with my role now, I can look at what's going on in the world and think, actually, I want to go and do something over there. I want to go and do something over there. Yeah, absolutely. And that flexibility is great, yeah. isn't it? I know. I think to your point earlier as well that you know we, I think we forget sometimes that we set our own bar. Yes. And, and we yeah. can set that where yeah. we like. And typically what we, we, we tend to do is set it extremely high and uh-huh. then we're desperately disappointed when we don't reach it. Mm. So sometimes I think it's perfectly fine just to set it somewhere that just feels yeah. good and comfortable yeah. um, and then reach it and then reset it. You know, mm. I think it's just important to know that we're a lot more control than we think yeah. that we are mostly. And I think that setting that bar is, is reminds me of a conversation I was having last night. Um, about that whole notion of what we have, what we think of as success. Yeah. And I definitely was falling into that trap of thinking I should be achieving X, Y, or Z mm. to prove that I'm worth having, you know, I've, I've succeeded, I've done a good mm. job in my business. 
and actually when you when you reevaluate and think what does success look like yeah. and what is you know people you know sense of status is really important we all need a sense of status but that's not yeah. necessarily about your income or how many clients you've got or whatever yeah. it's about actually how fulfilled do i feel and how meaningful is the world yeah um, yeah. yeah yeah and i think that's um when i was when i first did my psychology uh my psychologist msc and i had a choice of a prestigious university in london mm. or um which was supposed to be you know top of the game or going to uh nottingham where i actually studied and i mm. loved every minute of nottingham yeah yeah and turning down the one that was the high status option I felt I could pretty much got interrogated wow. by people about you know who who were connected. Yeah. You're saying why why would you turn this down? Why would you not come Ooh. and work and and study and learn at the best place you can do it? And it's like because a I wasn't made to feel very welcome. Mm. B I didn't feel any sense of fun when I went for my interview. I didn't have that sense of enjoy. I didn't enjoy the experience. Mm. And for me, just. I know people aren't supposed to necessarily enjoy interviews, but if you don't enjoy your experience, yeah. you're not going to do your best. Whereas I went somewhere where actually I just loved it and I thrived. And then yeah. I mean, that's my whole basis for yeah, yeah. Well, what I do now. Yeah, absolutely. Which just brought you to where you are. Yeah. I think what's central for you, and you know, the things I've definitely witnessed, is how you your success is born out of the amount of people you help and the way that you help mm. them and, and their onward success. Mm. And that feels often that there's a, a sense from you that if if they're doing well and they thrive and all those people you help, which yeah. you genuinely do, that builds probably a large percentage of your success. That yes. feeling. Oh, massively. Oh, this, I can do this. Yeah. Um, which, of course, helps with things like imposter syndrome. Mm. It helps with when we're a little bit doubting of ourselves some days, which yes. we all suffer from, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. No, no getting away from any of that. <laughs> Because um, we're all human and we're all a little bit flawed. So, but I think that's what I've witnessed is 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 fantastic that your success. You don't measure it via money or amount of cars, mm. as you said. It's all about how many people can I help. Mm. And what I really enjoy watching you do is you're finding ways to help more people because mm. the world needs Lisa, right? It <laughs> kind of needs you, especially right now when it's mm. been horrid, hasn't mm. it? So, I think the more people you get to get out there and help, the better. And when you focus on that, miracles are happening all around you. It's brilliant. And I think that's why I shifted, you know, my business has definitely evolved from in, you know, when I kind of set it up in its very early phase, mm. 10-ish years ago, and it was very, um, I was primarily focusing on individuals, like doing um, psychotherapy mm. and um, doing you know, a few kind of little workshops and stuff mm. like that, but it's kind of quite an individual focus. And that's the bit I was feeling quite frustrated with, yeah. because... There are always going to be so many individuals who need support for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. And actually, if you can just step back and look at the big picture, mm. um, you know, it's almost like sort of standing on a riverbank and, you know, hoiking out things coming downstream. Well, I want you to walk upstream and stop being yeah. trained in the first place. And, I, yeah, and yeah. I think, so that's where my focus now of working with um, organisations, you know, mm. the whole culture and looking at what's really going on in our day-to-day -day experience that would help us feel good in ourselves yeah. and, and prevent some of the, you know, mental health problems we're having or some of the, you know, the levels of anxiety around work and pressure yeah. and yeah, yeah. just underperformance because we're pushing ourselves too hard. Yeah. It would, it would reduce, um, you know, a lot of that. So we're not then having individual needs, um, you know, rising up quite so much. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, we talked a little earlier just before the podcast, didn't we, that Actually, a lot of people who are in employment status suffer mm. very much the same sort of things that you and I and most business people go mm. through. Mm. Um, now, whether you're a CEO of you know, hundreds of millions of pounds of business or, you know, us yeah. or an employee, we all feel very similar fears and challenges. Mm. We have imposter syndrome. Am I good enough? They won't trust me. There's so many things that we all sort of put ourselves yeah. through yeah. that I think, you know, there's a lot of resource out there for you know, business people, lots of books, speakers, coaches, yes. all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. There's plenty, there's a lot out there. But actually for an employee, it's a bit harder for them to access this information, mm. which I think is amazing that you're working on that. Mm. Trying to access them and show that there is a resource, there is someone that they can find some peace with that will help them navigate what is very difficult. Yeah. So they've got an extra layer, right? We we talk about setting the bar, we get to make it up every day. Yes. Right? No one tells me what to do or what you to yeah. do. I can make it up. I, I can just do whatever I like, whenever yeah. I like. You know, yeah. truly, I yeah. can. 
Um, but an employee of any description kind of can't. They've been given quite tight rules. Yes. They're working within strict boundaries. So they might, you know, very harder. It's an extra layer that they've got to deal with whilst handling all the emotions and feelings and well-being challenges yeah. that we all have. And I think there's that whole issue, again, almost comes back to the sense of status and expectation mm. around, um, you know, if you're a, an HR director or whoever you are, you're expected to be able to cope with stuff. You're expected yeah. to know the answers. You're expected yeah. just to be able to turn your hand to whatever is coming up that particular day. Mm. And the reality is everyone's a, everyone's a human. Everyone's an individual. Yes. And everyone responds... Um, you know, obviously in a very unique way, but to, you know, when pressures come up, we all have a human response to responding. And I think we tend to forget that. So, yeah. you know, I was at an event earlier this week where talking with an HR director who's, um, you know, trying to change things in her company and as the yeah. usual, you know, there are always going to be challenges. And there's an expectation that she can just lead and get on with it and do this amazing stuff. Mm. And actually, when you talk behind the scenes, it's, oh, I'm not really sure, how do I go about that? Or yeah. what do I do about this? And who do you go and have those conversations yeah. with? Yeah. And, f- and f- feel safe doing it without yeah. being judged that, well, surely you should know this for being in your role. Yeah. But it's like we always say, how can you know someone if no one's ever shown you? It's like those first months that we yeah. spent working together. It's like, yeah. you're, maybe you're getting quite frustrated. Well, like, how would you know? Yeah. No one's ever shown you. Exactly. Right? If you told me to go off and climb every, well, I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. Like the stuff that you do, yeah. I, you, someone needs to show me how yeah. to go. It's exactly the same in yeah. business. It's only just because I've done it a few times yeah. that there's a bit of experience inside of that. I think employees, I think, interestingly, because I don't always consider this, as you know, because I spend so much time working with small business owners that I don't often get to this position. So this is really fascinating. But it does feel like they're... they're they're probably a lot more stuck and probably, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but probably find it a lot harder to ask for help in fear of maybe mm. some ramification of the job or mm. people feeling they may be weak or, you know, whatever, especially in men, maybe. Mm. Um, and that's starting to be an area that it is emerging um, of concern, I would say. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of my, what I do is trying to help people understand they just need to ask the questions, they need mm. to ask for help. And yeah. um, when we can get beyond that, the labels, the expectations that um, we know how to do it. Yeah. And I think I think that's actually where some companies are. Well, it sets companies apart, doesn't it? And mm. Particularly now with um, the real competition, and, and yeah. um, you know they need to set themselves apart. Those ones that are saying, yeah, we want to do something better, uh, we want to get something right. But we're not entirely sure how to do that, or perhaps we think we we think we've done a pretty good job. But actually, we just mm. want to check it out. Yeah. And um, there's that notion, you know, there's still almost like the old school who are, you know, we know how to do this, or you know, we we're working and it's fine, and we just carry on doing what we're doing. Mm. But over time, those are definitely going to be the companies who just aren't keeping up because yeah. they're not learning fast enough. Yeah. And you know, everyone talks about employee experience. But what does that really mean? What does that really mean mm. to your company and to your employees? Because it's different for yeah. everyone. And how do you go about even thinking about that? And you can't just assume you've got it in the bag because actually it's going to change one month yeah. to the next. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the moment, probably one week to the next. Yes, yeah. So you've got to have that air of curiosity and openness to learn mm. and have the conversations. And that's got to come from saying... You know, I don't know all the answers. Yeah. Or I think I'm doing quite a good job, but I'm not entirely sure I want someone yeah, else to yeah. come and check it out. Do you think some businesses that you're experiencing are in a bit of a tick box exercise because mental health is really up front of mind right now, and it, and mm. it should be? Mm. But I wonder, do again, correct me, but whether mm. it's up front of mind and we're all trying to go, oh, crikey, I better be correct here, or are business owners or business, you know, um, companies actually valuing? looking after their employees because it will help their business ultimately right and yeah it makes a yeah, difference yeah, yeah. of course it does so i think sure. um people a lot of companies are still ticking the box but right. in but in different for different reasons so some yeah. are ticking the box because they think they ought to be ticking the box mm. um and you know if we're not seen to be doing something around mental health and well-being um then we're going to be criticized for that so we'll yeah. do that other people i think are ticking the box without realizing they're just ticking a box yeah so they will uh provide some workshops uh and tick that box but from a genuine intention of it making a difference right. and, and okay. because they really genuinely want to help and do the right thing yeah, yeah um or they'll get some mental health first aiders 
trained and they think right we've done it we're we're really happy that mm. we are doing the right thing yeah without realizing that those things alone don't necessarily make the biggest impact I see. so it's that sense of it's great at providing some workshops but have they made a difference yeah. what you know longer term how are the strategies that they've been learning about being mm. put into practice it's already well telling people to go and have breaks but if the culture doesn't support that if your yes. leadership isn't demonstrating and isn't modeling that yeah, and yeah. encouraging that it's not going to change practice yeah. um you know having mental health first aiders is great i've talked to so many companies who have them they're very proud of the fact they've had mm. you know, 12 members of staff trained or however many and i'll ask the questions about okay how are they being used what impact are they having yeah. um and so on and they're and there's like, oh, I'm not sure. You know, we've got mm. these people, we've, we've done that, but yeah. we haven't done the next bit. And it's about, that's got to be part of a bigger culture mm. around having conversations and recognising early warning signs when you need to go and have a conversation yeah. and being open to being authentic and, yes. and seeking the support that's yeah, there. Yeah, that vulnerability that yeah. comes with that. Do, do you find that it's <clears throat> it works best when it's sort of top down in a business, so the leadership sort of taking it, embrace it and roll the culture downwards or does it work better when it's sort of bottom up or what does that feel like? I would always start with, um, ideally start with top down in the sense okay. of if you've got the leaders on board then you need to have them on board to an extent mm. to be able to uh, drive that change, that culture change mm. most I guess quickly and um, effectively across the whole organisation. Yeah. But saying that there are some companies where the leadership are a bit stuck in their yeah, way of yeah, doing yeah. things um, and and you've got other employees who are much more open to doing things differently or thinking about things differently mm. and so I say for those people you know you just go and work with the pockets mm. that are on board and want to make a difference want to experiment want to yeah. just try something different and if, because if you can start having an impact in that one team mm. or you know wherever it is across the company you can then use that as a, a bit of a case study and say yeah. look at the difference you know why is so-and-so that manager with her team having such success and why mm. her team you know their performance is great and they're all staying they're staying long term and so on compared to that manager over there mm. where there's high turnover and people just aren't really performing and then you can yeah. start unpicking that a little bit interesting is there a generational impact in that the, the younger generations are a lot more um, sensitive is the wrong word but they i think they're their senses are heightened mm. to the importance of mental health and, and understanding it for themselves and obviously as the younger workforce comes through which typically tends to work for yeah. an older generation mm. typically mm. how does that affect what what's going on yeah, I think there's there's definitely a shift now in terms of people expecting uh, employers to look after them more. So mm. there's an expectation that when I go to work, work is not a necessarily a place. It's an activity. Work yeah. is something. Um, my company is something that should be looking at me as a holistic person and not just my activity that I do for them. So they should mm. be looking after me yeah. in terms of you know providing support and uh provision for helping me as a whole person so whether yeah. that's you know encouraging you to go off to a gym or take breaks mm. or whether that's about being fluid enough to have you think about your work-life integration mm. so actually why do we have to have set hours there are going to be some hours you have to do i guess to to meet the particular demands of the company yeah and to make sure you're meeting what they they need you to do but actually, if you can work, if you prefer to work for two hours in the evening when your kids are in bed so that you can do something during the day, yes. then actually if that fits, if, that, if you're still getting your work done, it still yeah. fits with the work, the company, then surely that's, that's okay. So it's yeah. about that sense of I'm expecting my whole experience to mm. be good wherever I go to work. It's not about having my work experience is this and my personal experience is that. It's much yeah. more wrapped up as one, I think, now. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, how the that sort of world is definitely shifting in hybrid working mm. and that much more flexible mm. um, way of going. But also for small business owners as yeah. well, actually realising they don't need to slave away nine to six every day. Or actually, to be honest, probably seven to seven most yeah. days. Most people, <clears throat> that actually they can build in a lot more flexibility. I know some of the guys that work with me have 
it's taken them a while, but they're much more comfortable in you know taking the dogs for a walk at their yes. lunchtime, going to get their children and stuff like that. And actually, we own it as a hey, this is a good thing for you to do. Take time, go. Yeah. Um, because I know for well, they'll be logging in at six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, and that's fine. Don't make them, don't ask them, but if they do, yeah, great, yeah, yeah. And I think you know that I've always felt. I think we talked about this ages ago, but I've always felt that this nine to five, such a Victorian way well, of massively, like you know, you mustn't talk to anyone, you can't speak to your your, your yeah. loved one. Like, oh, for goodness sake, twenty twenty two, like what I are you doing? Seriously, I know. So I mean, I'm all for let me need to break away and find a new way to to all blend. Yeah, because then you're reducing your overall stress levels, and you just think, you know, yeah. So much of what I talk about is around stress and around productivity yeah. and performance. I think if people, you know, particularly employers, understood much more, I don't know, I get about the brain in terms yeah. of if you treat people like this or if people are enabled to do that, yeah. they are going to be so much more productive rather Absolutely. than pushing or micromanaging. Or And it comes back to asking the questions. Yeah. So, you know, I, remember, I still remember doing some... Um, some workshops with a company last year who were there in banking and it was all very high pressure and and during the session we were exploring kind of what gets in the way of us being able to be our best at work you know Mm. what's kind of knocking our performance constantly and one person mentioned something about um, MS Teams and the constant notifications you get on that yeah. Oh my goodness, it opened the floodgates the whole conversation in in the session turned everyone saying what a massive distraction it is. They struggle to focus. We know that our brain is having, it's takes in so much information all the time. You have to really block out everything else going on so you can focus Mm. on something well. And they were all said, this is such an issue for us. But no one had fed that back to the senior people in that company. And the seniors hadn't asked what gets in the way of you being, Mm. you know, being able to work at your best. And it's such a simple such a simple thing, yeah. but no one had asked the questions. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, even at sort of my level of, you know, so many pings and yeah. things all day. I mean, yeah. it's relentless from the minute I wake up to the minute I yeah. close my eyes. I do switch it all off, as yeah. you know. I yeah, yeah, quite strict, yeah. As you yeah. are, I'm quite strict yeah. around all of that. But you can see, I just don't think that our brains were meant to work at 100% capacity. You know, no engine's meant to run at 100 mile an hour for its entire no. life. They have to idle sometimes, mm. right? An engine for its own health has to idle. And I think we're the same. Sometimes we just need to idle. Yeah. And we just need to tick over. Like I like to call it chewing gum for the brain, whether you're watching a movie, reading a book, yeah, walking, yeah. you know, whatever your chewing gum for your yeah, brain is, yeah. where you just kind of go, meh. Yeah. I just, <laughs> whatever, I don't care. Yeah. And care, don't care. You know, it's like, I've just got to block this out to let my brain just come off yeah. boil. And we need um, to be able to say that, though, don't yeah, we? Yeah, absolutely. Of, like, my head's too full at the moment. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, now's not the right time. I mean, I say that to my kids all the time. Yeah. You know, I got Oscar this morning trying to show me a bit of Lego and how this amazing thing happens with it. I'm like, we've got 10 minutes, got to be out the door. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, now's not the right time. It's not the moment. But, yeah. And we'll say that to our friends or to our family. Yeah. But in the workplace, people, I think, struggle around saying actually I'm at capacity or yeah. right now I'm trying to focus on this so can you come back to me later about that <clears throat> yeah. you know it's about having boundaries and I think people aren't as confident as they should be around having yeah. boundaries that are about me being my best Absolutely. so if I can if I put these boundaries around and I can just focus on this first and then I'll come on to that later yeah. or actually there's so much going on I had a meet I was supposed to have a meeting with someone earlier this week we joined the call and uh, she she had just come from another meeting and was all over the place because yeah. because something had happened. I say like, now's not the right time. This is not going to work. Just yeah. forget it. Just yeah, go and yeah. have a cup of tea. Go for a walk. Go and yeah. do what you need to do, and we'll check in next week. Yeah. And it's a sense of being able to register where people are at, and that I think that's Definitely. part of the problem. People aren't necessarily always very good at recognizing those signs. It's harder over mm. Zoom. Definitely. But a lot of people just aren't very good at recognising those signs anyway. I mean, yeah. I talk to my husband about it all the time. He's like, <laughs> I'm doing this, can you not tell? Um, but it's that sense of we need to be able to tune in to where each other's at and mm. know then what to do with what we're sensing and what we're yeah. being told yeah. um, and how to support that person. Yeah. And give people that permission, isn't it? So I value thinking time. Mm. Do you know that? So let me sleep on it. There's a reason that phrase is there yeah. because yeah, actually yeah. we need to sleep on it because yeah. our brain and singers yeah. and... 
we could, you know, often people ask me something, like, what about this? I go, do you know what? I just need a shower on it. Yeah. I just need that time where there's nothing so I can think. And we always come up with our best ideas when we're in our downtime. Yes. When we're yeah. on holiday, our brains go mad. When we're having a nice long walk with a family, mm. go, oh, I've got it. I know what mm. to do, you know. Yeah. And often the answers are already there, but they're so blocked by everything yes. else. And I value thinking time greatly and often say to all the people, oh, well, and I yourself included, so go think. You need to go out. Go mm. away. Have your holiday. Have your day. Whatever it is. Go. Think about it. See what yeah. goes on. But could you imagine someone saying that to an employer, to a, a manager? I'm having a morning. It's my thinking time. Yes. You know, as valuable as it would be to that organisation, must be very, very hard for anyone to pluck up the courage mm. to go and say, hey, this is me at work, but it's my thinking time. Yeah. But I, you know what? <clears throat> I, I love it when... You know, because I work with so many different companies uh, who are at very different stages of the journey. Yeah. And when you get someone who's open to being experimental mm. and you say, right, well, let's just do it for a week. We're going to just try for a it's week. Really cool. yeah. Just do, just do <clears throat> whatever that cool thing might be. Yeah. We're just going to try it. And then we're going to get feedback and we're going to actually look at, you know, how was performance and how mm. do people feel? And, and, you sit, and you kind of do it, run it as a bit of an experiment. And I think that's the best way. Yeah. Because otherwise we can... It's very easy just to judge and think, well, of course that's not going to work. Or, yeah, yeah that sounds great, we'll, we'll just do that. But we don't know if it makes a difference. Mm. Um, and I think it's, it's going back and, and just thinking, what, what is it that people really benefit from? Whether yeah. it's having some thinking time. Yeah. Whether it's you know, starting later in the morning because I need to just get my head in the right place to yeah. engage with work because it's full of all the other stuff. Yeah. Whatever it is. Absolutely. Um, and being a, you know, know, knowing that people just can't, keep taking on more and more and more there's got to be it's a cut a off limit. isn't there yeah. absolutely and uh, yeah I, I love that idea I mean with my guys I I take my children to school most mornings mm. and I, I, I walk them to school and I run home yeah and that's how I get my run in but yeah. yes it kind of cuts into my start of day but whatever but right? you'll I mean, be far better when you sit I'm down at your desk I feel so much better yeah. when I start sitting yeah. down and going into my meetings and I and people notice it in me they, they notice your energy levels your focus levels yeah. that they you know I feel better I feel like I've really accomplished something already in my yeah. day and I love that I, I hope that more and more businesses um, can embrace this new way that mm. is emerging and, and thank goodness it is emerging right Yes. Because it's I, been stale for a long time. Absolutely. And I think people are getting a better idea about what this stuff means. So, for example, talking about resilience, lots of people have been talking about resilience for years. Mm. But I think they've been going about it the wrong way because it's about let's give, let's provide workshops for our employees to become more resilient yeah. so that they know how yeah. to cope with the world and we can yeah. throw more and more at them and it'll stick. Thanks. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and it means, yeah, and, it, and I think people are going yeah. about it perhaps for the wrong reasons are in the wrong way whereas mm. actually resilience is about helping people understand what their limits are and how yeah. they um work best and being able to support that mm. so that's got to be within that culture that says you know we care about you and mm. we want to know what helps you thrive and what mm. gets in the way of you thriving and then we'll, we'll enable as much as we can that flexibility around yeah. meeting your needs because you're then going to be far more resilient, but that's because we're enabling that yes. resilience yeah, rather yeah. than you've just got to go off and be resilient and then we're just going to throw more. Just keep throwing yeah. on until, yeah. we, until we break you and yeah. then we might try and replace you. Yeah, exactly. Because now you're just a broken shell. Yes. That, thanks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mate, exactly. It is astonishing, isn't it? I think with that resilience piece, I was chatting to one of my clients the other day and it's part of a session and she's always been feeling that she needs confidence and clarity to kind of just mm. do anything in life. And we went through and it actually understanding that confidence often well actually I believe all the time is a result of the things you do mm. you don't need confidence it's the result it's not the beginning yes and what you need at the start of anything is courage oh absolutely right yeah. and courage I do I love seeing it show up more yeah. and more I yeah. think people are finding their courage yeah because you know like she was really struggling with it and I understand it because we all struggle with it don't we mm. and it happens to mm. all of us um, but what, what we looked at was how courage is all around us in our lives. The mm. very nature that she's a single mum, mm. running a business, bringing up mm. her children, mm. that takes an absolute mm. ton of bloody mm. courage, mm. right? And everything she's taken on in her life, all the ups and downs, takes a lot of courage. Yeah. And I love that, that actually when she realises, oh, I've got this in abundance, I know what to do, yeah. it just sets people off. And it always sets, sets them free. Yeah. And I'd love to see that with employees when... 
look asking for you know where they've got a bit of thinking time or talking to their mm. managers mm. around more flexibility mm. or i want to take the kids or whatever whatever that mm. looks like just having that ounce of courage to just go and action it and it's stepping i think to do that it's stepping out of your comfort zone isn't it i mean in yeah. terms of my you know thinking back to <laughs> sitting here with you i mean this is why we're doing this in my kitchen isn't yeah it? the because sacred spot this is where it all starts this is our sacred spot um yeah. you know me sitting here going oh i don't really know about how i'm <laughs> how i'm thinking about it. i know i know what i love doing i know yeah. what i'm good at and certainly all this businessy stuff um <laughs> i don't really know how to run a business yeah um but uh, but then it's constantly pushing myself out of my comfort zone yeah and i was i was reflecting on this yesterday with someone saying i'll just if an opportunity comes up and it feels quite daunting, I'll just say yes. Because I know once I've said yes, yeah. um, then I'm committed to it. Yeah, yeah. And and I, and we, you and I have sat down here and I've said, I said yes to this thing. How am I going to make that work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that whole, but I will find a way of making it Absolutely. work. And it's constantly pushing, pushing, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But, for, but you have to have the courage to be able to do that. And I think that's where, <clears throat> again, a lot of companies, a lot of leaders and managers and HR directors end up feeling this place where actually they're so pushed they've got so much on their plate they mm. haven't got the space or capacity to think differently yes and then having the courage to do so say actually you know what we're going to do something different yeah. Yeah, and yeah. get out of your comfort zone it's actually just too much yeah um you know our brains don't like change our yes, brains absolutely. are very resistant yeah, yeah, to yeah. doing anything different to the norm so understanding how how to help that transition you know mm. how to help get from this is where we are now to this is where i quite like to be but i don't really know how to get there yeah because it does take a huge amount of courage it does it's like um i heard i need to credit the right person for this uh, i think it was a coach called rich Lipman who said it's like being on trapeze you know mm. you have to be swinging and you're swinging on one and you're perfectly happy with loads of momentum but you to get to the next one, you actually have to take a leap. Yes. You've got to go, otherwise you end up hanging on to both and you're just suspending, yeah. you yes. can't move. And I think that's how many people feel a little bit, oh, I'm just stuck in the middle. And the only way out probably yeah, is down. Um, and that's interesting that when you're reaching for that next thing, that you must yeah. let go of what's happened. So to so your HR manager got on the plate, I absolutely, I'm mm. sure they are up to their neck and beyond mm. in it. However, the minute they can find a way to let go yeah. and go and grab that next piece that's coming towards them, yeah. they probably find their life would be oh, tenfold better. Yeah, and, I, and that must, in you, you must see this as well. It's that sense of having that person you can trust to talk to. So, yes. the, so yeah. it's, you know, rather than I've got to just keep the ship going and it's everything's yeah, fine and, yeah. you know, we're still doing really well. I always say to people, you know, when you make a change, you know, you're changing what you, how you're doing something at work. Mm-hmm. Expect performance to dip. Expect people to feel a bit, you know, all over the place. Expect people to be unsure. Mm-hmm. And then expect kind of some awkward behaviours because people yeah. will resist, um, you know, being confused or not knowing what they're doing and want to mm-hmm. revert back to or start complaining. And, you know, you've got to expect all that. And that's yeah. okay and that's normal. And this is how to deal with it. And once you've yeah. got someone you can just... It's almost holding your hand yeah. to get through from where someone is now to where they want to be. So to letting go of what they know. Yes. To grabbing hold of the next thing. Yes. Because if someone just tells you to leap and you're not sure what I'm yeah. leaping to or what happens if, yeah. then it's, it's too, it can be too big a jump. And I think that's where a lot of people are stuck at the moment. They hear about, you know, employee experience. Is it just yeah. this kind of buzzy thing going around? Or what does it actually mean? Or should I be doing something? What's that look like? I'm not really mm. sure how to do it. And it's almost too much. It's, it's, I can't yeah. get my head around thinking about it because I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be reaching out See, for. See, that place, that's your gift, though. You're right in that middle. When people are in between mm. it, then they're stuck. That's you, isn't yeah. it? Your gift is to go and help those people who yeah. want to let go, but just a bit scared. Well, understand yeah. it, but they know there's a better future on the other side. Yeah. Another way, a better way. And you can come in and help them get, yeah. get unstuck. And I remember you always saying, yeah. you know... Um, about what makes me unique in terms of mm. my psychology bit is about getting behind the, the why and the what yeah. and so on. And it's asking the questions, isn't it? It's mm. just, you know, I always talk about the fact that what I do is not rocket science. And, um, you know, I, I'm not coming in with all the answers, but I'll ask questions that get people yeah. thinking about something differently. Yeah, yeah. And I had that earlier this week when someone, I was talking to someone about a particular challenge and I thought at one moment she was glazing over. And I was like, oh no. And Here then she go. looked yeah, I know, at me. I know that look. And she looked at me and went, oh, you've just asked me something that just made me think about yeah. that 
so differently. She said it's almost like it's really obvious now you've, now you've put it like that. Yeah. And, and that's what I would say. It's not rocket science, but it's about having the space or mm. the, someone just to explore that with and yeah. just to ask questions. You know, it's, it's getting out of your shoes and thinking, okay, if I was standing looking at this somewhere different, what would I be seeing? How could I think about yeah. this differently? But our minds are we usually, you know, we're stuck in a we are. rut and we, we think yeah. about things the way we've always thought yeah. about them. You can see it coming from spaces, that moment of insight yeah. when a, a perspective shifts and they sort of think, you know, it, everything looks this way and something yeah. changes and now it looks that other yeah. way. And I see that a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm so lucky to work with so many cool people that mm. often I see those moments and it can just be just an intake of breath. It can be... Very small signals, but you can just, you can, you know, I go, oh, they got it. Yeah. I can see yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's not because I'm super powerful and there's nothing to do with that, it's because yeah. they are. Yes. And they're realising, and it's just that there's an, as you, to your point, you've just created a space. Mm. We've created our thinking time, we've created a space of two people zeroed in yeah. on you. Yeah. And your life and how you're trying to yeah. navigate it. And that, that, that just astonishes me every time it happens. Yeah. Um, it's lovely to watch though isn't it when people oh. suddenly just shift yeah and you think oh this is going to be really good for them yeah and, it, and it's that whole sense of you know our life whatever we do whoever we are will be full of challenges of course and it's when you take it back to the simplistic here's what is your challenge right now mm. and what would help you shift that on or what would if we didn't have that because some, sometimes people don't know what they need to shift on but if you if that's where you are now what would the world look like if you didn't have that challenge? Yeah. So you've got a clear idea of what you're going towards rather than just what you want to leave behind. Yeah. And then you can start breaking down the journey of getting there. Yeah. And, but people could be quite resistant to just mm. saying, I don't know, this is my challenge right now. It's almost yeah. that whole, I shouldn't have challenges. I should be in control of everything. Everything should be going really well. It's like, that's not real life. It, you know, it's really fascinating that point because that, that to me is people fighting really hard for their limita limitations. Yes. It's like I feel so stuck and limited, but I'm going to fight with everything I've got to hold on to it. Yeah. Because through all its faults, it feels secure. Yeah. And that feeling of security is often quite misplaced, isn't mm -hmm. it? And I know I've had it, and I know, mm -hmm. and you see it in many people. And yeah, it's really challenging for mm -hmm. people to get out from behind themselves. Yes. And actually, look, this is what I could do with just an ounce of courage. Yes. Um, you know, because courage. It's not the absence of fear, is it? Courage is being a little bit scared and a bit fearful oh, and yeah. doing it anyway. Yeah. Right? You're having things, you know, over the last few years that we've been working together mm. that I know we've talked about podcasts, <laughs> articles, yeah. recording yourself, going on camera, all this stuff. And I know there was a lot of fear something mm. that, but you did it mm. anyway. Mm. And here you are now with an amazing accomplishment. But I think it's those, it's the limiting beliefs that a lot of people have, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, people yeah. have, um, you know, everyone is so unique in terms of what they've come from. Yeah. And everyone has this perception of themselves and what mm. their capability is. And it's about breaking down those, you know, what are your assumptions? What yeah. are your limiting beliefs? You know, and actually yeah. starting to explore a bit more about people's thinking style and about where they're, mm. where they're coming from as well as what they're driven by, you know, what they're yeah. motivated by and, and so on. And I think that's the bit that we often miss. It's like, we're, Definitely. you know, we're here now, we need to get to there. It's a really simple process. Yeah. But it isn't. No, it's actually, not. you've got everyone's emotional it's stuff really going on. Really hard work. Yeah. Well, you know, the time I spent, one of the things that I have to work with people on is that getting mm. them out from underneath those. Mm. It's like a prison. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and we yeah. prison ourselves. And I find that we lie to ourselves over and over and over to a point where we make it true mm. so if you believe there's one thing you can't do i let's say stand up and give a presentation whatever it yeah, is but that, yeah. that's a real common one yes, right yeah the truth is of course you can yeah. and you know if you've got a voice in your you can stand up and you can give mm. it didn't have to say that it's the best presentation in history mm. but you can yes. do it but people have already taught themselves into the fact that they can't yeah. so it's, you're, you're right it's breaking down these beliefs and mm. helping people lean into that edge mm. Uh, of going that little bit further into their discomfort mm. zone. Because once you've done it, you've cracked it. Absolutely. And I think that's where also hearing other people's stories is so powerful. Yeah. Because it's very easy to, to look at where you are now and then look at other people or other companies mm. and think, they're, they've got it nailed. You know, they're, they're so confident. They never, have, so, they never have. If you look under the surface... It's all facades. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but I think when you hear their story about, well, actually... You know, we started at a similar place to you and we went about our growth 
in this particular yeah. way and you suddenly realize that they've had to go on the same journey they haven't yes. they're not just brilliant at this stuff and i think that's why you know on this podcast i want to have you know the mini series yeah. of focusing around particular topics all around employee experience yeah but if we have people coming and talking about what their real challenges have been and how they've got over them yeah, yeah. Um, or what their particular you know, in terms of their expertise what mm. their insights are in terms of what works and what doesn't work yeah is that sense of oh yeah actually i can relate to that or i'm in that position and yeah. it's it's about people being able to picture where they're where they're at now and where they get to next yeah. by being inspired by people who have been there and done it yeah 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 I mean, that inspiration goes two ways, though, right? Yeah. I think that's really important because um, as much as I'm really honoured that a lot of people say, you really inspire me, I bet you all inspire me too, mm. right? And that's important, I think, for that relationship mm. to, to work because mm. it's more than just a business thing. It develops, and I th I've made, made a nod to that in the, in the website and stuff that I've created, is that actually something more comes out yes. of this time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I find it very hard, and like it's not it's not who I am to just have. Th this is the person I work with and coach, whatever you want to call it, um, and then I'm gone, and that's it forever. It's like, no, I can't do that. Mm. These people become you become my friends. You become yeah. people I genuinely care about yeah. and think about and want yeah. want all the best for. Yeah. And I, I like that, and I think that's that's what sort of makes the difference. I think a lot mm. of the time in, in setting people apart. Mm. It's two way learning. Isn't yeah. It? Like I learn, yeah, yeah. I always learn from my clients. I always, yeah, I whether it's you. learning something different about their business or something about different about how they do things yeah. or it's just learning how I should be doing something different. Yeah. You know, I'm constantly refining my practice. I'm constantly changing, tweaking how I'd go about things depending yeah. on, what has and hasn't been helpful, yeah. you know. Sets, you know, this setting this podcast and thinking about this is like these are my ideas, and I'll ask you and say, what do you think about this? Yeah. And I'll ask someone else, what do you think about this? And yeah. it's constantly, it's that you know, we're all in the cycle together. Definitely, it's, there's no yeah. sort of one way. Here's the expert telling that person just what to do. It's, yeah. it's got to be two way. Oh, absolutely. I think one of my things when I'm sort of maybe talking to people about working together, I'm I'm searching. You know, the truth is, I'm searching to see. Do they inspire mm, me? Mm. Do they set my day alight that where I think, hey, I've got some time with Lisa today, this is going to be cool. Because mm. I know this is always really fun, something mm. great's going to come from it for both of us, and yeah. I love yes, that. Yeah. Um, and I find it very difficult, and to, to, well, almost impossible, that I, I kind of can't work with individuals who just want money for money's sake, yeah. who are just chasing money, yeah. which is why I've definitely gravitated towards working with people who significantly help others yes who have a huge difference in other people's lives yeah because I, I, I was really contemplating on why do i do this and it's because i think i well i know i do i get a real gratification mm. that my little bit of time has impacted you enough to go off and create so much impact for so many yeah i feel like i'm just a tiny piece in that little bit of that puzzle yeah that makes it work for yeah. you all and i that to me is just plenty you know that, yeah. that's all i need i love that i get that and i think when people say to me well, how how do you change the minds of companies who are just really stuck in you know where yeah. they're at and i'm like actually i'm not interested necessarily working those yeah. companies if they're not interested in employee experience if they're not if they don't care about their employees yeah. enough to say actually we need to be looking at this and exploring this then they're not the right company for Absolutely. me i will work with people who are just saying, oh, I'm interested, not sure where to start. Yeah. Um, I've had a go and it's gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, or, or this is my brief and um, I've got this really great plan, but I just want you to check it or mm. whatever it is. If someone's really keen and you can then support them and, and you know, be there for them, as like you're saying, have their back. Yeah. Then you, that for me is so satisfying. Yeah. Because you can see them gaining confidence or them, uh, you know, getting the success that they want. Yes. And it also everything starts to fall into place, and it's just so it feels so good. Yeah, I love yeah. what I do for working with people rather than you know work with not just numbers, yes. and profit sheets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's good that the world's going that way. I see yeah. it more and more where there's a much more serving nature yes. coming through. Yes. So a lot less selling, more serving. Yes. I think people genuinely want to help more, yeah. and in employees included, I think yeah. there's a heck of a lot that goes on that's probably never un uncovered mm. or seen mm. by them, or certainly by mm. us, that they're all caring for each other and nurturing each other and working together. You know, I think there's a lot goes on out there that we're not all privy to, and I, I hope it continues to yeah. come out into the world where we can see that, 
hey, look, do you know what? I want to build businesses, right? You know that. You know I'm serious about building my mm. companies. You know, who doesn't want a few extra pounds, right? Yeah, I'm not going yeah, yeah, yeah. to sit here and be all hippie. <laughs> I want some money, yeah. like we all do, but not at the, the for the sake of everything else in yes. my life. That's not yeah. what it's about for me, and it's got to be on my terms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. has to be on your terms the way you build your business and if people don't fit into those terms smile and doesn't matter yeah exactly thanks, thanks no thanks hey cool wish yeah. you all the best see, yeah. see you again like that's and okay that, and I think that's one of the reasons I love my job so much is I just work with people I like working absolutely. with absolutely and you know you and I have talked a lot about sales you know yeah. I just I hate the sales thing don't do the sales thing if people like me if they think what I've got to say is interesting or um, you know however they come across me we can just have a chat and yeah. then it's all about the relationship isn't it? about liking someone yeah. um, and you know like with you it's it was hearing you chat at something I thought well you just seem like a really nice person someone I could just be myself with yeah, and not yeah. sit here gripping the work thing <laughs> and I should know all this stuff um, but that's really important and I think yeah. actually if I'm not I'm not gonna be everyone's cup of tea some people want someone much more glitzy and with a whole team of people behind them and <laughs> yeah. you know it's like massively impressive programs actually I start from it's me and um you know you start from what what do you think the problem is actually mm. let's find out really what the problem is which yeah. is sometimes different and then let's work out from there what needs to happen and yeah. it's a very different approach and it's you know take it or leave it but you know the best thing is we always talk to you that you just go and be you yeah right? exactly don't worry about sc- just go and be you because yeah. you know your stuff inside yeah. and out upside down there's never any fear in that mm. you you're being who you are so you know what mm. to say and when to say. it's fine it's it's ingrained mm. just go be you and like to your point that people will or they won't either way is fine like yeah. it doesn't matter and I I've, I've definitely worked with all my clients on a lot less selling just start serving help yeah. talk pick up the phone, speak to people, say I'm here and I'm helping, mm. but with no expectation yeah. of anything in return. Yeah. I'm just happy to help because that's who I am, yeah. right? And that's who you are and who those other people I work with because they use significantly help. Mm. So do that mm. and people either buy in or they'll buy out. Or, yeah. And either way, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, because if nothing else, you can walk away and go, I've, I've helped somebody even for 20 minutes and that's cool. Exactly. I'm all right with that. That exactly. worked for me for today, and hey, who what's next? Yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot of pressure inside of this sales stuff, and I know there'll be a load of sales training out there, and I, I get it. I, you know, I've done that a lot in my life. I've mm. sold a lot of stuff, as you know. Mm. I understand it, but I do feel now, certainly the way that I'm working with the, your this group mm. people, that actually just being you yeah. and turning up as you yeah. is more than enough. Yeah. Well, it's the whole. More it goes back to everything that underlies what I'm about which is authenticity absolutely and being able to be vulnerable and psychological safety and all that stuff that is like you've got to start from being genuine yes and as soon as we can do that which is why I'm really excited about this podcast because it's having genuine conversations you know I deliberately don't want to do interviews it's you know what we're doing right now is actually how although not everyone can be sitting in my kitchen um (laughs) but having the genuine just just genuine conversation about stuff that kind of matters is about stuff that's topical stuff that's you know other things that businesses are really grappling with Mm. and um and just hearing from some really interesting people i'm only inviting really interesting people on here i've got stuff to share Uh, especially in our sacred spot this is (laughs) really safe this is it this is our little place so where it all began yeah so yeah so we were so episodes are going to be once a fortnight um very cool and we're going to run mini series, and again, that's designed so that you can have it around a particular topic. And then, if I'm really busy with work, I can park it for a bit. Mm. I've got summer holidays, school holidays, and I'm with my kids. I can park it for four weeks and then come yeah, back. I'm not feeling the pressure. Absolutely. I've got to turn it out on your terms, right? On my terms. On your terms. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I've got all sorts of uh, different. Already, I've got so many different series lined up in terms of really stuff around. You know, what's the role of HR in the future of yeah. work and. Uh, yeah, all sorts of exciting it's topics. Exciting. So, I see you excited. You light up. You talk yeah. about you're creating such yes. good, yeah. valuable stuff here. And, so, al- and also trying to be a little bit different. Again, going back to your advice about being from you, about being a little bit spiky and just yeah. not, and not sitting on the fence. And I think trying not being controversial for the sake of it, but exactly. actually challenging and saying, you know, should is this right or should we yeah, be doing yeah, yeah. that or um, you know, questioning. And I'm never afraid for people to ask me tricky questions Absolutely. and I won't, I won't often have the answers yeah. but it's about making you think differently about something yeah. and it's important to get off the fence I think and 
you know, we get splinters along and we sit on the fence. And you know, if you want to pitch yourself as a thought leader, you need some thoughts. Yes. And then you've got to lead with yeah. them. And I think, you know, I talk about goals, as you know, and I can, I always I can literally hear people shuddering around me when mm. I say, smart goals, nah. Nah. Not for me, don't like it, not doing it. Um, it this is, this is going to get some reaction. I hate to-do lists. Mm. I won't have anything more than maybe four on to-do lists. I will mm. not create myself an endless disappointment list yeah. of things I'm unable to do yeah. that I've just yeah. dreamt up. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm not doing it. Um, but it doesn't mean to say I don't have other things in place, right? Mm. That's a much bigger, longer conversation. But there's other things that I do use mm. that help me work mm. for me. But that's for me, right? It works yeah. for me. It doesn't work for everyone. I know that. Mm. But you're right. You've got to have a point of view mm. and, and be okay with it. I know there'll be a lot of criticism, but it doesn't matter. Each um, to their yeah. own. And we're all so unique Whatever. in terms of how we look at the yeah. world. Yes. So yeah. we are, <clears throat> we're all going to have our own perspective and yeah. um, and that's fine. And that's part of what we have to not be afraid of having these discussions yeah. because that reflects our life at work, that reflects our life wherever. Yeah. We need to be confident in saying, this doesn't fit for me or I'm not sure, you know, mm. that's not working and not have this hot, shock, horror, gasp of... <gasps> this should work for you. Yeah, it's yeah. like, actually, I'm me and this is yeah. how I work best. Yeah. One of the things I got asked a little while ago now was, you know, what's what's my programme? What's, mm. you know, what are the steps? What are so, I said, I don't have one. No. What? No, I don't. I don't have a seven-step programme of this or a hundred things that we're going to learn or this and that. And I, I'm not disparaging it. Hey, mm. I, you know, mm. I'm sure it's great, but it's not for me. My my agenda, my programme is whoever's sat in front of me at that moment in time. Yes. If you want to know what we're going to talk about, ask me at the end. Yeah. And I like that. And that's just something that I enjoy, yeah. that I'm able to work with. Yeah. And I think the people that find me, yes. that's kind of what's needed. Yes. But it doesn't work for everyone, mm. right? And I understand that. And I think that we've got to be a lot more understanding. There's not one prescriptive way mm. to do this thing of business. No. Right? I, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. It's just a way. Yeah. It's just how I go about it. And we build, like you do with mm. your clients, you build that little movement. Yeah. You build that little tribe of people who just think similarly to you. Yeah. And are happy just to go through it with you. And, um, and without having those set models and I think that's what's going to also come through these conversations that there's no one way of doing something no. so like my whole approach like your whole approach is there's no off-the-shelf no. answer no. and I was trying to explain to someone I should get better at this and actually you'll be very disappointed in me because this whole sense of actually <laughs> no. what, do you, what do you do and I still have that well and because I, <laughs> I do because no, I don't have one thing I do and I said like, well I could be doing stuff with leadership around their you know values and what the purposes of the company and what behaviors we should be encouraging to live our values and how we cope with change and so on or i could be doing something with managers about how to support teams working remotely or i could be working with some individuals about recognizing early warning signs that their brain is about to frazzle yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of depending on what is needed Absolutely. at that time you don't know that no. until you're there yeah. and even then i might have done something around change leadership with another client, but that's going to look completely different for you. Yeah, guys, yeah. because you're in a different, yeah. different position. That's interesting because I'm, I'm the same, like you, as you well know. Mm. But when people ask me, "Hey, what what do you do?" I'm like, "Well, let me tell you how I help my last customer." Yes, that's the best yes. way. Yes. Let me just tell you what I did with my last yeah. customer, my my last client, and I just tell that story. Short, you know, short form, but I just tell the story. Yeah. that's kind of what I do because, like you, the coaching consulting thought leadership training they're just tied uh, tools they're not the title they yes. don't define yes us and i'm quite passionate about that i don't want yes. to be defined as a coach no you know, it's so much more than that yeah so much more yeah. and i use those tools as you do mm. but it's not who i am so i like it when people are a bit you, you're not scripted and ready mm. you know that's i've got mm. 60 seconds mm. again not disparaging it i know it has its place i've seen it in various groups and things i yeah. get it but for me, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. It's just not how I'm going to go about it. Um, yeah. And I like just telling a story of how I helped. Yeah. Start there, right? Yeah. Stories are always good. Absolutely. Yeah, just, and often I find that the, the reaction from the other person is a lot more engaged. Yeah, because everyone likes a story. Yeah. yeah. And they're kind of like, oh, really interesting. And it opens up a much more natural conversation yes. rather than two people standing together at a networking group pitching for 60 seconds at each other. And then swapping business cards. See, that makes me shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Exactly, exactly. I'm over it. I did that for so long. I'm over it. I know. Yeah. This is fascinating. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. So, 
Yeah, so I guess we should probably wrap up. We probably should have was. We'll be here all day. We, we could say that this morning. Literally. So <laughs> thank you so much for having me. You're an absolute star. And for anyone who is watching this, the world needs you right now. It's <laughs> really important that these companies don't pay lip service to mm. it and actually do something. Mm. And the first thing they should do is speak to Lisa. Mm. But genuinely, they need to speak to you. Um, we all need help. It's hard. It is hard. I think just picking up the phone or just sending a message and saying, I'm not sure about, yeah. or I was really interested by, you know, when you mentioned in your podcast, this thing, yeah. what did you mean by that? Or I disagree really, with you yeah. or yeah. whatever. Engage just start you. to have the conversation. Yeah. They just need to just speak yeah. and see where it all takes them. Yeah. yeah. You're a star. You're an absolute so, legend. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank um, you for having me. It's thank you for coming back and, and kind it. of like, full, you know, getting all the way around the loop of I this is where it. we are. Yeah. Um, so thank it's you ever so to much. Be here. You're welcome. Thanks, Liz. Thank you for joining me today on Beyond the Water Cooler. If you love it, I would really appreciate a five-star review as this helps more people to find the podcast. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you get notifications every time we publish a new episode. If something in this episode has got you chomping at the bit or if you'd like to discuss the topics covered in this podcast further, please do get in touch and we can continue the conversation. You can find me at lisa at itstimeforchange.co.uk. My details are in the show notes. If you'd like to be kept in the loop on what I'm getting up to, I publish a monthly roundup. To sign up, head over to itstimeforchange.co.uk forward slash join the club. I'm always looking for new, interesting people to chat with on the Beyond the Water Cooler podcast. So if you have a story to tell or know of anyone who would be an inspiration to talk to, please do get in touch. And lastly, I'd love to know what you would like to hear about on the podcast. So drop me a line for all suggestions. And that way I can make sure that what I'm talking about is most helpful. See you next time.